end-of-the-year wide receiver stats. So, again, today we put our top 32 wide receivers on a graph, and we're going to be going through it. And much like we did with the quarterbacks, I'm just going to be reading off the list of 32 dropping down into about the 13 range just because we have a lot of receivers that did make an impact this year. And then we're going to be talking about some of the scary stats that did come out from this year. So starting with number 32, we have Donovan Peoples-Jones. 31 is Mark Andrews. 30 is Drake London. 29 is Deontay Johnson. 28 is DJ Moore. 27 is Mike Williams. 26 is TJ Hawkinson. 25 is Michael Pittman. 24 is Juju Smith-Stuster. 23 is Jerry Judy. 22 is Brandon Ayuk. 21 is Chris Godwin. 20 is T. Higgins. 19 is Tyler Lockett. 18 is Chris Olave. 17 is Jamar Chase. 16 is DK Metcalf. 15 is Garrett Wilson. 14 is Christian Kirk. And 13 is Mike Evans. So we're going to be really digging into our list starting in at the number 12 wide receiver. So for the year, our number 12 wide receiver is Amari Cooper. Now, Amari Cooper did start with the Browns this season. He was with Jacoby Brissett and Deshaun Watson. During this season, he picked up 1,160 yards and nine touchdowns. That's still very impressive for such a core that was always rotating around between quarterbacks. However, it proved no match for Amari Cooper. He still pulled it out and was top dog. But now moving on to our number 11, which is Near and dear to my heart, we have Amon Ross St. Brown. Now, the Detroit Lions squad had a late push, but just because unfortunate scenarios played out, they were eliminated from the playoffs before they even got to play their last game against Green Bay, but that did not stop them from ruining Green Bay's season. So when we look at Amon Ross St. Brown, he had 1,161 yards and six touchdowns. He showed flashes of what he could do last season, and now he carried it into this season. He's probably going to continue to be one of those young guys that continues to get better and better. But the big question there is, what are they going to be doing with Jared Goff? Yes, he had a spectacular season, but eventually that draft room is going to have to come together and say, we need somebody younger and maybe just a little more talented. But we know that Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be one of the core receivers in that offense for a while. So moving to our number 10, we have Scary Terry McLaurin from the Washington Commanders. Yes, even with Wentz, with Henneke, and a little bit of Sam Howell, he lands at number 10. He has 77 receptions, 1,191 yards, five touchdowns, and this is one of those guys that was flashing big plays last season that carried it into this season. Again, he's going to be one of those core players going forward for them. We have Jahan Dotson who came in right behind him and contributed to the offense immediately. So the big thing is just the quarterbacks. How are we going to do this? Because Carson Wentz did not have himself a good year. Taylor Henneke, great in all aspects as far as effort and elevating those around him. But they might be going towards Sam Howell or bringing in another veteran in the offseason. But looking at Scary Terry's number, he's going to be continuing to climb this list as the seasons progress. At number nine, we are now moving on to Devontae Smith. Now, the great thing about Devontae Smith is he was not supposed to be the number one option in Philadelphia. He was supposed to be playing a complimentary role to A.J. Brown, and he did so magnificently. So he had 95 receptions, 1,196 yards, seven touchdowns. Now, amazing here is the 400 yards that he compiled with yards after the catch. Now, when we're talking about Philadelphia, they were the deadliest team in the NFL this year with the number one record. I know there was a little bit of 
questioning as far as Jalen Hurts coming back from his injury and still being able to produce wins out of them. And then we even had the big shocker where the Cowboys were battling it out with the Eagles in almost a 40-point game from each of them with their backup Gardner Minshew. So Devontae Smith just continued to produce for them, finally landing into a crowd where he can actually make something happen. So we'll keep an eye on this Philadelphia team and how they progress throughout the years now that they have a solid wide receiving core and a quarterback that can get it done. So now we're moving into number eight. Now, number eight, I do have to put like a little asterisk mark here because he does bump out one of the wide receivers, but it's Travis Kelsey. And we will give him the designation of wide receiver because that's exactly how he operates inside the Kansas City offense. So he has 110 receptions, 1,338 yards, and 12 touchdowns. And a little fun fact here, this has been one of his worst seasons for drops. He is actually tied with four other receivers. So, of course, the other notable ones are Jamar Chase, Tyler Higbee, and Gabriel Davis from the Bills, each with seven drops. Again, watching their games this season, I noted he was dropping more than he usually does because he usually has solid hands, and that's not something you ever have to wonder with Travis Kelsey. But after you see two or three drops, you're wondering what's going on with this guy. I had no idea it was seven drops total. So that's something he's probably going to take personally in the offseason, and they're going to continue to work with it, but not really going to be an issue moving into the playoffs and moving forward. So after Travis Kelsey, we have number seven, Jalen Waddle. Now, I know we all love the touchdown celebration where they all waddle around like penguins, but he had 75 receptions, 1,356 yards, eight touchdowns, and 510 yards after the catch. That is just racking it up being self-aware, being agile, being nimble, just continuing to make that Dolphins offense high-flying. But with that being said, you do have the number one receiver on that list, Tyreek Hill, still further up the list. But again, to have two receivers of that caliber is absolutely amazing. So with number six, shout-out to Cowboy Nation, we have CeeDee Lamb with 107 receptions, 1,359 yards, nine touchdowns, with 486 yards after the catch. Now, what's so impressive, and we're going to go backtracking here a little bit, so impressive about Jalen Waddle. He had almost 28 less receptions and only fell three yards and one touchdown shy of C.D. Lamb. That is amazing. And when we're talking about yards after the catch, Jalen Waddle compiled almost 40 more yards than C.D. Lamb. So we're talking just how explosive Jalen Waddle is, not to take anything away from C.D. Lamb, and you can see the difference between volume of passes change. So yes, if you get 25, 28 more passes, yes, your numbers are going to be better, but they should be 10 times better if you're getting 28 more attempts than Jalen Waddle. So with C.D. Lamb, Yes, he was everything that the Cowboys needed him to be this season. But now he's going to have to produce even more. We're going to need a little more after the catch. We're going to need more separation. And yes, he's going to have to elevate the rest of the receivers on that squad to do the same. But on top of that, we're going to have to be talking about the offensive schemes that they're running. Because I've seen way too many screens get thrown to Lamb, which could, you know, be 10 or 15 passes in a row that maybe only gets you three to five yards max. So moving on from him, we go to number five, Stephon Diggs, who had 108 receptions this year with 1,429 yards and 11 touchdowns. 
He did have 419 yards after the catch, but he is still spectacular for the Bills. Of course, he's the guy that Josh Allen's always going to be looking for. And I just read off the list, Gabriel Davis with the most drops. So who else are you going to throw to but Stephon Diggs? So moving into our number four spot, we have A.J. Brown. And yes, this was supposed to be the main target in Philadelphia, and he was. Him and Jalen Hurts had something spectacular happen to them. But here is the stat list. He just had 88 receptions. Everybody on this list, Travis Kelsey, CeeDee Lamb, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, they all averaged over 100 receptions. With 88 receptions, he had 1,496 yards and 11 touchdowns. With his receiving yards after the catch, he had 548 yards. Talking about just being a beast. And we were talking about a game where Jalen Hurts threw the same play to him from the same distance. I want to say it was like a 40-yard touchdown pass, just back-to-back, just making him look like little kids guarding him. It was hilarious. A.J. Brown is nothing to mess with, and the fact that he's at number four is dangerous with just 88 receptions, just because everybody about this list has about 25 more receptions. Anyways, moving into the number three spot. These are our top three guys now. Number three we have Devontae Adams with 100 receptions with 1,516 yards, 14 touchdowns, and 493 yards after the catch. And I do want to highlight he was the touchdown leader for this year. And he cleared that margin by three touchdowns. The closest ones to him are A.J. Brown with 11 and Stephon Diggs with 11. So if he's landing at number three, At number two, we have Tyreek Hill with 119 receptions who compiled 1,710 yards, seven touchdowns with 482 yards after the catch. So sitting at our number one spot, and again, we do have to highlight this man. It is Justin Jefferson. And yes, he had the most receptions with 128, and that led to 1,809 yards receiving with 613 of them coming after the catch. He did have 18 touchdowns, and yes, I do always want to stress that touchdowns are more important than yards, but the 1,800 number, and I believe this is the third season that he's turned in over 1,500 yards, so we're going to go look into Justin Jefferson a bit. In the year 2020, his rookie season, he had 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns. Coming into his second season, he had 1,600 yards and 10 touchdowns. So now here we are, season three, with 1,800 yards and eight touchdowns. So a quick analysis there, that is 4,825 yards and 25 touchdowns in three seasons. So to put that in perspective, there is nobody else that comes close to him within the past 10 years. So if we're going to find anybody comparable to his first three seasons in the NFL, we're going to have to go back to Randy Moss and Jerry Rice. So Randy Moss, in his first three seasons, compiled 4,163 yards. So yes, he was 700 yards short of Justin Jefferson, but when we look at his touchdowns, Randy Moss had 43 touchdowns in three seasons. That is compared to just 25 by Justin Jefferson. Then we move to Jerry Rice. Now, his first season, he didn't have a complete set of games, so we're going to move to years two, three, and four for Jerry Rice just to compare his first three seasons. And Jerry Rice had 3,944 yards. And yes, that's almost 1,000 yards short of Jefferson and Randy Moss, 
but he amassed 46 touchdowns in that time. So he did more touchdowns than any of these three receivers in a three-year time span. And we're not talking about his prime time. We're just talking about his first three seasons, first full seasons in that matter. But Justin Jefferson is doing something that is generational. This is something that we really need to focus on and just be mindful and thankful that we're actually alive to see this. Because I don't think we're going to be seeing another generational talent like that at receiver come in and compile over 1,400 yards in each of his first three seasons in the NFL. That is unheard of. That's probably a rookie mark that we're not going to see for another while. And when it does happen, he's probably going to be another great receiver too. So hopefully Justin Jefferson can go the distance and stay healthy and continue to make this Minnesota Vikings team somebody to cheer for. And right now you do have to give props to Kirk Cousins because this is not anything different than what he does. He always hits his 4,000-yard season. He's throwing nearly over 25 touchdowns a season. So again, Kirk Cousins does have the stats, but can he show up in prime time? Because they're going to need it. And since we're talking about impressive three-year stretches, we will highlight Devontae Adams. So not only was he the top dog in touchdowns this season, but if we look at his last three seasons, in 2020, he had 1,300 yards and 18 touchdowns. In 2021, he had 1,500 yards and 11 touchdowns. And here in his first year with the Raiders, he had 1,500 yards and 14 touchdowns. So doing the math on this, Devontae Adams has compiled 4,443 yards and 43 touchdowns. We are now seeing Devontae Adams hit the prime of his career. He is now 30 years old and now entering into a team who doesn't know who their quarterback's going to be. Of course, they're going to be looking at Stidham, but Derek Carr has officially said goodbye to the Raiders. So again, Devontae Adams may experience a decline in his numbers, and that's just strictly due to we don't know what direction they're going to go with quarterback. And to end this off, we're going to be talking about the wide receivers that came into this season and really made an impact. So at number one, we do have Garrett Wilson for the New York Jets. He had 83 receptions, 147 targets, with 1,103 yards and four touchdowns. That is not bad as your introduction to the big show. Behind him, we have Chris Olave for these Saints. He had 72 receptions on 119 targets with 1,042 yards and four touchdowns. Behind them at number three, we have Christian Watson, who had 41 receptions on 66 targets with 611 yards, but had seven touchdowns. So yeah, there was a lot of hit and miss there with Aaron Rodgers, and we do not know if Aaron Rodgers is coming back. But again, Somebody on this list that I do want to highlight and mainly was due to injury that it wasn't that, you know, notable of a season. But again, with 523 yards and seven touchdowns, we have Jahan Dawson for the Commanders. Now, moving forward, I think Sam Howell and him are going to be the dynamic duo there. Going to be somebody to worry about. But other than that, I don't think you can top the presence of just being the guy that shows up. And yes, you're right next to Scary Terry McLaurin and yet you're the guy that's hauling in touchdowns. So, yes, he had a great season. I want to say that was one of the best rookie performances that we've seen. It was unfortunate that he couldn't play the entire season. Again, he only had 12 games played. So, Garrett Wilson, shout-out to you for having a healthy season. Chris Olave for just constantly being the guy. He was very fun to watch. And, again, with this receiving core, there are young. They're coming in. There is Sky Moore. There's Robio Dobbs. There's Alec Pierce for the Colts, and unfortunately, he didn't have a quarterback this season, so he really didn't get to see what he was made out of. But from the flashes that we're looking at through this entire season, I do want to say Jahan Dotson is the receiver with the highest ceiling. But that's 
just a motto of opinion. So thank you for tuning in and don't forget to follow and share.